Um, there's been a good deal of discussion this past week, particularly on uh, Tuesday night regarding the city capital budget and uh, questions regarding the police station. The city council, led by a number of alders, including uh, Clear, Bedar, and Cheeks, tried to shift the blame for their financial ineptness onto city staff. Let me just stop right here. I think there's some others who want to come in. Right, and there's documents on, on these issues uh, in, the, in the tables before you. There's, there's some simple laws of physics. You can't carry 10, water, 10 gallons of water in a five-gallon bucket. You can't fit in a 2,000-square-foot house on a 10-by-10-foot 10 10 lot. And what we've got here is a consistent history of the city council, particularly led by these alders, who have a record of over-budgeting, which is dangerous for two reasons. One, in terms of its implication to our debt service, which I've been talking about for many years now, in which they continue uh, to exceed reasonable expectations. But secondly, it has to do with the capacity of the staff to move these projects along. As you can see, for almost a decade now, they are running about 30% overages in regards to making demands that are impossible to meet. They are, of course, trying to get out of this dilemma by blaming city staff. You saw that at uh, Tuesday night's Board of Estimates meeting where they grilled engineers and they laid the blame at other people's doorsteps. We've got to be real clear here as to the nature of the problem. The nature of the problem is that they are demanding more and more expenditures which are beyond the ability of the size of the staff that we've had. And when they point to this particular Midtown police station, it's just one of many projects where this has occurred, particularly since 2007, four years before I returned to the mayor's office. Now, there's some other things that have to be noted about this discussion. One, there is a difference between basic and essential services. Basic services are police, fire, garbage collection. Essential services are those that we need immediately. The Midtown Police Station is not something that is essential that we need immediately. We should be very clear about that. Now, when you look at a service like bus service, 
like a public market and what it does to create jobs and build our economy and help close the equity gaps, that becomes an essential service. If we're serious about meeting the challenges of disparity in this community, we are going to make some shifts in priorities. And while we're talking about the word equity, equity is not a measurement of the size of a police district. It's not a measurement comparing one size of the city to other cities in the state of Wisconsin. Equity is looking at how we spend our money in terms of commitment to developing opportunity. And when we continue to build police and fire stations at a more rapid rate than is rational in terms of planning, and that's what's happened in the last decade, and then we fail, we fail to make investments in human capacity, in closing gaps regarding education, economic development, we're not doing our job. Now this shifting of blame that we witnessed Tuesday night will undoubtedly continue as the budget process unfolds in the next 30 days. And we're going to hear a lot of clamoring and claims made about what do the people of this city want. Well, I too have been listening. And the folks I hear from say they want the disparity gap closed in economics, in health, in education. And that delaying by three months the construction of the Midtown Station is a reasonable alternative if it allows us to meet these other challenges. You had one member of this cabal the other day say at the Board of Estimates meeting that they had a listening session. We know about that listening session. It was six white people almost close to my age. That's not representative of their districts. Now it's time we face up to the challenges the city has and we stop pandering to false statements. The city's not perfect when it comes to safety. But when you start looking at our crime rate, when you start looking at violence, this is a pretty safe community. And we've got all districts of the city covered. I would suggest that we have some strong neighborhood discussions, neighborhood discussions that involve everyone, neighborhood discussions like we had a year ago 
at the public library where we saw the diversity of the community turn out. And they made it clear what they wanted funded. And this city council, led by Clear, Bedar, Cheeks, and Fair, totally ignored them. Now they're running to get to the front of the parade on other issues, like the 15-point plan, which we'll discuss over the next several weeks. But I think it's time we understand that if we're going to make a difference in regards to the true challenges facing us to build an equitable community, that it's not unreasonable to wait three months on a police station when there are so many more important things that we need in this community. And we ought to recognize that the City Council has no one to blame but itself. The police station is not an outlier. They have been piling on public projects with geo debt beyond our ability to fund them and beyond our ability to make them happen. The chart clearly shows this has been going on for a decade or more. I'm also thankful to the engineering division's response to the council in an email that was sent out by Rob Phillips this morning explaining the delays and explaining the time consumed in regards to the Plan Commission, to the Urban Design Commission, and in the process of engaging consultants to make these projects happen. It's interesting. These are many of the complaints we get about the process established by the City Council for reviewing private sector development as well as our own. I would suggest, again, not a selective listening, but a listening to all the people of the community in terms of priorities that we not ignore what we heard a year ago. And we have acknowledgement that Bowling City staff and Beradium, as was done Tuesday night, is an unacceptable cover-up to the Council's own failure to be realistic in terms of the capacity to move capital projects. Are there any questions? Can't help but yes. Clear sitting here. Have you guys talked this out and just come to an impasse? Has there been discussions between you and the I've been Cabal? talking to Alderman Clear about this for over five years. We went through this starting uh, in 2012. I presented him with academic as well as professional documents on how to do responsible budgeting. We had a press conference on the matter in, in room 260 across the street. We have discussed repeatedly 
his inability to control himself in terms of loading up the borrowing, there's nothing left to discuss. We've got to hear from the public on this. Maybe his constituents are the ones who ought to have the discussion with him, not me. Because clearly, my reliance on academic and professional standards as to how to do this budgeting has absolutely had no impact on his thinking. Mayor, what does the back and forth and blame do for the public's outlook on city government? I hope we get some real turmoil. We've got another uh, council election coming up next spring. I think that we ought to really have this thing out and have an open discussion about what has happened and how we've gotten into this mess. You all know what the struggles have been on the city budgets over the last five, six years. I think it's a miracle that we continue to maintain our AAA bond rating. I've done everything I can uh, to, to, to be uh, as responsible as possible in regards to revenues and how we make expenditures and still meet the demands of equity. And that has led to the confrontation with the city council. Unfortunately, two members of the council don't face candidates for, for re-election. I think that's part of the problem. Anything else? If not, thank you very much. I'm sure Alderman Clear would be glad to go out in the council office and discuss this with you.